the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. nation's capital. Welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. We made it. We're back. Sorry about the technical difficulties as we're getting started here. It's Tough Topic Tuesday, and here we are live on the air talking today about the topic of security in churches. Should churches have security on Sunday mornings, or should they have less security on Sunday mornings? Have some churches gone too far with security, or maybe not far enough unfortunately uh church while it should be safe sometimes it's not so safe and so uh we have all kind of news reports of of churches becoming places where violence happens we don't like that we don't want that and so what measures should churches take and have some gone just too far or others uh not far enough also what does god's word say about uh about this is there anywhere in the scripture that kind of gives us an idea that God wants us to be more protective and he wants us to uh, be more like guardsmen when it comes to uh, the worship house. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, as always, I'd like to bow for just a short word of prayer. So if you'll be with me and bow with me, but keep your eyes open if you're driving, we'll make sure to, uh, to go to the Lord in prayer. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to uh, talk about security. We know that you're the ultimate guardsman. We know, Lord, that we are under your covering, and we just pray for every pastor, for every church member, and for every house uh, in the DMV area, every spiritual house, we pray your covering. Give us wisdom today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, of course, uh, you may be watching me on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Thanks a lot for tuning in there. I'm looking forward to connecting with you on social media and engage during the breaks. But most of you are listening on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast. Second in the entire country, WABA, 105.1 FM, out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of D.C., Maryland, Northern Virginia, parts of West Virginia, 
and Pennsylvania as well. Well, we know that uh, we're called to to spiritually watch over the church, those of us who are church leaders. In fact, in Acts 20, verse 28, it says, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. That's called spiritual guarding. But what about physically guarding? Uh, Do you go to a church? Is it a large church? Is it a small church? Remember those, uh, unfortunately, down in Charleston, those prayer warriors in the church basement, nine of them were killed by a man that joined them in prayer and then ended up killing killing them. It was terrible at Mother Emanuel Church. So the size of the church doesn't seem to matter. Years ago, someone went into a large church of 10,000 members in Colorado and opened fire, but they put them down, meaning their security people in the lobby before they got to the uh, broader sanctuary. Uh, so that was that was good. But uh, unfortunately, for some of you, you probably walk in church and wonder, what are all these people doing here? Uh, and they're armed. Uh, maybe they are uniformed. Maybe they're ununiformed. Uh, but does that give you a sense of comfort? Or does that give you uh, uh, a sense of fear? Like, why is there so much security? Because something's going to happen? Or I actually feel like I can close my eyes and worship because I know uh, that somebody else is watching. You know, the Bible says watch as well as pray. Well, guess what? I can I can pray because I know somebody else is watching. You know, how does that feel to you? Uh, culturally, it may be different as well. Black churches as opposed to white churches. There's some research that has been done on this, and I'll give you some um, some of that uh, those statistics as well. Uh, just so you can see there could be a cultural aspect to it also. But I'd love to hear from you on the topic. Here it is once again. Security in churches. That's our Tough Topic Tuesday topic. And uh, we're asking the question, should churches have security on Sunday mornings? Have you have some churches gone too far with security or not far enough? Feel free to give me a call. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Andrew in Tampa, Florida, who's calling. Andrew, thank you so much for the call. How are you today? I'm fine, Pastor. How are you today? I'm alive and grateful. Tell me what you're thinking about, sir. Yeah, um, great topic. And I'm sorry, I'm getting an echo. Yeah, sorry about that. We're still working on some technical issues, but go ahead and speak. I'm sure people can hear you in the nation's capital just fine. Yeah, I'll I'll talk through it. I'm a firm believer in having security. Um, I certainly have been a member of Bridgeway, and in Tampa, I'm a member of Crossover Church. Okay. And I think it's um, it's a reality that um, we live in the world, and um, safety and security is something that we need to deal with. And not everybody lives with decency and in order, and so we have to protect the house. Right. And the way that it's done, I think, is kind of a, a way that kind of the culture of the leadership of the church. You know, we don't need to have armed guards and, uh, I guess, uh, whatever you call those, the security barriers as you come yeah, through. Yeah, metal detectors but, or whatever, um, yeah. Yeah, metal detectors. But, uh, I mean, 
you don't see it where I attend or have attended. You don't see security. Yeah. But you feel safe. You do feel safe, even though you don't see security. Why is that? Exactly. Is it because there's a lot of people with smiling faces or you kind of know that there is a underbelly of security? It's just uh, ununiformed. Oh, I'm always ununiformed, but I, I don't know. I just always felt um, maybe I'm, I'm not going to quote the right scripture, but it's I've always said the what is it the um, the references to the the minute the walls it's in Psalm um, I'm sorry Pro, Proverbs 31 where it's the minute the walls of the city yeah the elders at or the gates, something like yeah. that it's always feeling that place of protection yeah that's a good passage the very last couple of verses of Proverbs 31 when the elders are at the gate of the city hey well listen Andrew yeah. thank you for calling from Tampa I appreciate you and Lord bless you okay my friend sorry about the echo thank you sir all right. Yeah. Take care. Hey, listen, we're going to run to our commercial break, get our technical uh, self in order, come back to the phone lines. I can't wait to talk to you. Give me a call. The lines are open. 
bystander to becoming a bridge builder. Dr. Anderson has taken the principles of racism around the world, helping corporations, ministries, nonprofits, and government leaders grow in their ability to bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. Through Racism Global's coaching and certifications, you can gain the confidence and skills to bring change right where you are. Whether for you or your whole organization, we're here to help you bring the power of racism into your life and leadership today. Visit racismglobal.com and join us on this transformative journey. We're not just fighting against racism, we're building a world of racism. Today is Tough Topic Tuesday. And now your host, Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about security in churches. Should churches have security on Sunday mornings? Have some churches gone too far with security or not far enough? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic. Linda Genti Iskazak says, I would feel safer with security present. And she kindly said, she's so glad I'm back and glad I had a safe and successful time away. Well, thank you so much, Linda. Leslie says, yes, absolutely security, especially mega churches. A security team is necessary to keep our pastors safe and the congregation secure. I, for one, feel safer. Donald Francisco says online, this is all on Facebook. Yes, security. Well, thank you for your thoughts. Please continue to write me on YouTube live on Facebook Live. My number, if you want to call me and talk to me, is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you today? Oh, I'm, I'm blessed to talk to you. Thank you so much for calling. I'm glad that you're with me. What are you thinking about this topic on church security? Well, I'm I'm um, inspired by the first caller. He sounded very knowledgeable on the topic of security measures during church worship services. Mm-hmm. And I would say I'm I'm very in favor of it because um, we've seen lots of craziness going on in the world. And I I, I say hunk down because I think more is going to be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around a while. Okay. And there are some things, you know, currently that have never happened when I was, like, going to school, you know, like uh-huh. the opt-out issue in Montgomery County. Okay. And Pre-K kids are going to get taught homosexuality. Um, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's have those security guys in the church so people feel safe. Gotcha. And not just, you know. Yes. Sometimes I hear people say, oh, God will take care of it. Um, yes, but he doesn't tell us to be naive and, and leave ourselves vulnerable to the evil that we can get. Right, right. So I, I get I get your point. You threw something out there about homosexuality. How does that connect to security, or was that just kind of like a throwaway thought? No, because things have changed so radically. Nothing is off the table these days. I see what you're saying. You're saying things aren't the way they used to be when you were much younger. Do you think there's any connection between the social changes that are going on and 
the violence that are taking place in in churches or in in public yes. spaces yes i'm convinced that the media has really played a negative role on influencing our kids mm-hmm. um it's, yeah i, I I'd like to head for the hills myself, but I can't. <laughs> well, no, nope, no, nope. you've been called for such a time as this, and you're supposed to be living right here, right now, dear yep. friend. Hey, thank you, Anonymous, for hanging with me, okay? Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, listen, you know, Christianity Today talks about numerous fatal shootings have occurred at churches in recent years. In March, an assault assailant killed six people at the Covenant School, uh, a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. Shootings have also occurred in other places of worship, like Jewish synagogues and Sikh temples. And we, um, my, myself and a small team, went down to the Covenant School, prayed on that uh, property there, met with the police uh, that were uh, guarding the place, as well as looking at the memorial of pictures of kids and teachers who were killed. And it was a very, a very sad thing. And I'm so sorry that that happened. And um, you know, four in five U.S. Protestant pastors which is like 81% say their church has some type of security measure in place, according to a study from LifeWay Research. Still more than one in six, which is 17%, say they don't use uh, any of the potential measures uh, to, to have security. So it really does depend on the church, the denomination, and the way, uh, the way things are set up. But remember, there are, these are public spaces, and they need to be treated as such. Now, I wouldn't say don't go to church, don't go to the grocery store, you know, don't drive on the on the on the roads, you know, when there were snipers and shooters and you know, we live in a dangerous world. And we most importantly pray, you know, Psalm 91 that the that the, you know, God would command his angels concerning us. We don't walk around in fear. We walk by faith, not by sight. And we trust that even with wisdom, that God gives us wisdom along the way. But also, you need to put some measures in place. Lock your door. Don't leave your garage door open. Just like you would do at your home, you want to do the same thing at your church. Make sure that your church has some security measures. But some of you may be thinking, yeah, but that's just a little bit too much. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to know what you think about it. So give me a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Susan D. Katari Malik says she's happy to join. Quite an interesting topic. Can't wait to hear the different perspectives today. What are your perspectives with regard to security in churches? I can tell you a little bit about what we do at our church, uh, but I'd love to hear what you think about with regard to your church or if you feel like security is just something that is uh, overbearing, it doesn't look good, or do you like the opposite view? It does look good uh, because it makes you feel secure. Um, and, and do you feel like uh, that, you know, when you have a church like that has a lobby or an open area where people are fellowshipping? Should there be trained volunteers who may not be wearing uniforms and weapons, but they are uh, keeping their eyes out? They're not the ones who are eating the donuts, drinking the coffee, smiling, uh, playing with the kids, and and making it their church um, sort of fellowship time. But at the same time, they are 
um, you know, acting as if they're security. Like, you need volunteers who are wearing a shirt or something that are saying, this is not time to fellowship, although they don't want to, you don't want them to look mean. And my security team said it's very, very difficult because when everyone's hugging and kissing and shaking hands and smiling and crying, then, you know, it's just an emotional location, and they have to keep their eye on on what's going on in the environment, uh, which is something that I believe some churches ought to think about paying for, you know, paying for, uh, you know, a police officer over time to park their car uh, at the front just as a deterrent to let people know that this is not a safe target. I hate to say it like this, but go to the church down the street. You know, go to the daycare down the street. Don't come here. Now, of course, you don't want them to go to the daycare down the street or the church down the street. You don't want them to do evil at all. But at the end of the day, you can't be at all those other places, but you can be at your place and you can say, no, not here. And me and my wife, we say that all the time. Everybody in our neighborhood may have an alarm system, but we have, uh, you know, three dogs and a killer cat. So you may want to you may want to go to the next house because as soon as you get close to our property, we've seen FedEx guys, Amazon guys, and people who are delivering Chipotle to the house go running across the front of the property when they hear our dogs say, hello, welcome to the Anderson household, <laughs> you know. And so, again, not that I want them to go to somebody else's house, but I want them to think twice before they come uh, on my property, right? And so I want to know what you think about that when it comes to church. Too much security, not enough security, or something we shouldn't even have to think about. Well, in case you think, well, this isn't very biblical, let me just take you to First Chronicles 9, verses 21 through 24. Zechariah, remember him, was the gatekeeper, I like that term, at the entrance to the tent of meeting, although those chosen to be gatekeepers at the threshold numbered, they were registered by genealogy in the villages, and the gatekeepers had been assigned to their positions of trust by David and Samuel. So did you see that? That they the, the gatekeepers were looked at as people who had a position of trust. So what happens is you can be free at the tent of meeting or the church, if you will, because you have trust that the gatekeepers are the lookout. It goes on to say in verse 23, 1 Chronicles 9, 23, it goes on to say, they and their descendants were in charge of guarding the gates of the house of the Lord, the house called the tent of meeting. The gatekeepers were on the four sides, east, west, north, and south. What do you think about that, y'all? First Chronicles 9, you can check it out yourself, verses 21 through 24. They were posted east, west, north, and south. They weren't playing at the, at the house of the Lord. They had gatekeepers in a whole genealogical tribe. That's what they were known as. Now, this is, you know, with, with Israel, you had tribes like the Levites. They were the priests. And, you know, each tribe sort of had a, had a job to do. Well, Zechariah's tribe, they were the gatekeeping tribe. What do you think about that? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. My number, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland, and talk with Angie, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Angie. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing well. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? So I'm, I'm actually watching on Facebook, and um, when you said, when you talked about the different um, people at your church, kind of who may not be in uniform, 
um, it made me think of people who have like CPR certification. You know, you 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 don't necessarily know who they are. At least it's not at my job. Right. <laughs> but when that person is needed and their services are needed, you know, it's good to have. And I think as as someone who's grown up in churches who didn't have security, and now I go to a church that does have security. Right. If you don't need it, you don't need it. Right. But if it's something you do need, it's nice to have. Well, you, you're never quite I sure whether you need it or not, though, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think I, I, I completely understand people's fears with, you know, seeing whether they're armed security guards or, you know, they've got on, like, the black boots or the, the black uniform. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, there, there's a comment on there from Renee that says, don't start and I won't be none. And I completely oh, agree with is, that. <laughs> is that on my Facebook? I got to check that one out. It is. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll check it out. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. But you know, that's exactly, not the attitude exactly. you want to have in church, but I get it. I get it. Right, right, right. But I guess, you know, we're, we're, if, we're, if we're all there of, of sound mind, right. we're there for the same agenda. But know, everybody's not, right? Exactly. And yeah. if emergency breaks out, you have people there who are trained and certified and that's right. championed to do just that. Hey, and, listen. You know, people like me who are there to praise the Lord, we can do just that in peace. There you go. But I bet you could take your heels off if you had to. <laughs> All right, Miss exactly, Angie. Exactly. I got to run. I'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Let's face it. Talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined a life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com. Ethoslife.com. WAVA now has a limited supply of half-priced Christian school tuitions in the DMV area. Go to WAVA.com to purchase a half-price tuition for this fall before they're gone. Go to WAVA.com and click on the school bus. Half-price Christian school tuitions now at WAVA.com. Available for new students only while supplies last. That's WAVA.com. WAVA.com. HD radio listeners can hear WAVA-FM on 105.1 FM HD1. And hear us on our mobile app and on radio.com. A-Action Home Services is looking for experienced HVAC technicians and offering a hiring bonus to qualified individuals. Call 703-495-2298. Grace to You with John MacArthur is heard Monday through Friday at 9 on Life Changing Talk Radio, WAVA. Attention, your withdrawal has been denied by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, 
I become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. talk with dr david anderson how's everybody doing today so glad you're hanging out with me right here in my studio we're on wava 105.1 fm out of arlington virginia covering all of the dmv feel free to give me a call on today's topic if you're just joining us we're talking about security in churches that's our tough topic should churches have more security less security or no security uh, do you feel like churches have just gone too far or not far enough? Should churches have security on Sunday mornings? Uh, Renee Miller says on my Facebook page, absolutely. We can accept them in our schools, our retail stores, entertainment venues, and more. Why not in our places of worship? Now that I think about it, I'm surprised we do not have more security in places of worship. Don't start none. Won't be none. <laughs> okay, that's that's Renee Miller, which my uh, former caller uh, mentioned that as well. I think uh, that's a that's a good point. Like, why isn't there more security? Some people may be thinking. Interestingly, uh, the statistics show us that there is a bit of a difference uh, racially on this as well. African American pastors are three times more likely than white pastors to say that uh, they have un ununiformed. Uh, no, not ununiformed, uniformed police officers on site. So uh, three times as likely than white pastors, black pastors will have uniformed uh, officers on site. While uh, Meanwhile, white pastors are more likely than African-American pastors to say they have armed church members, 56% versus 33%. So while they don't have as much um, uh, uniformed security, they have more church members who can handle themselves because they're armed. So how would you feel about more armed church members? If we said, look, we're not going to pay a security contract. You know, that's a lot of money. We got to get work with the police and got to hire people to be uh, security contract. This is what we're going to do. I want my church members just come strapped and we're going to be church security. How do y'all feel about that? More armed members. Less armed security or more armed security and less armed members. How would you feel if the person you're worshiping next to, their hands are in the air uh, and they got a little gun on their side while they're singing, shout to the Lord or, uh, you know, great is thy faithfulness, but they're packing. And you look over and the sister in her purse, she's packing. Uh, how would you feel about that? Would, would that throw your worship off? <laughs> Uh, as opposed to seeing that someone's packing who is designated as security standing off to the side or, or you know, at the front door or whatever it may, you know, whatever it may be. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Let me give you my phone number, 888-432-7434.
Let's go to Waldorf, Maryland, and talk to Lysandra, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Lysandra. How are you today? Praise the Lord, Dr. Anderson. Praise the Lord. So glad that you're hanging with me today. What do you think about this topic? I definitely believe that there should be security in church. Um, the reason I said that is because a couple of years ago, we had a suspicious person come in our church with a duffel bag. Ooh. And, and thankfully, our pastor and overseer had determined to pick that up. Okay. So people surrounded him. I mean, he had a duffel bag. Right. And it looked like he had some ARs in there or something. What happened? And so my husband, he does security as his vocation and also at church. He went behind. He got the eye from the overseer to say, hey, you know. So he went in the back. Okay. Everybody surrounded this, this man. And this man bowed down to the Lord Jesus at the end of service. And he said, I am so sorry. Really? I was about to do something really bad. Are you serious? He had <laughs> stuff in his bag? I'm serious. Yes. What? Well, praise the Lord yes. for, for y'all having eyes on that. Wow. You have to have discernment, I tell you. And so absolutely, wow. I believe that, you know, security is a must mm. um, to protect the past, to protect, you know, uh, the congregation. <laughs> Hooray to your husband. Hooray to your husband. Hooray to your church team, your leaders. They yes. surrounded him, and he had to bow down either to the Lord or to those men, but he wasn't getting out of there. The end, he bowed down at the end. <laughs> he was crying, and, I mean, he was like, I am so sorry. I was about to do something wow. really bad in here. That could have changed you know, his life. The miracle of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, my so, goodness. It could have changed his life and so many other people's lives. What a positive experience uh, that you could share with us. Thank you for taking the time to call in and to share that Absolutely. with us, Miss Lissandra, okay? Okay, thank you. Have a blessed one. You too now. Blessings to you. Wow, what do y'all think about that? That's pretty cool. I mean, it's not I mean, it's not cool that somebody came in with bad intentions. But what's cool is that the security team worked. But that was because somebody had eyes out. In this case, she said her overseer. But if her overseer, let's say, was preaching or praying or something else and didn't notice that, you have someone who's appointed to do nothing but look around and to see who's in the building, who's carrying what, and to be proactive about moving toward that. Praise God that turned out to be a good story and not a bad story. Let's go to Lisa. Lisa is in Northern Virginia. Hello, Miss Lisa. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Turn your radio down and talk to me in the phone. All right, let me run to my commercial break. When I get back, let's see if you can hear me just fine, Miss Lisa. Turn that radio down, and when I come back, you can speak right into the phone. We'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
encouraged? Or do you know someone that needs encouragement? Dr. David Anderson has compiled his sermon series, Be Encouraged, into a book which will be sure to encourage yourself and others. For a donation in any amount, we'll send you a signed copy of the book. To make your donation, visit andersonspeaks.com, click on the donate button, and we'll send you your copy today. listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got Mr. Andrew Altman on the line. He's the owner of Best Buy Waterproofing. How in the world are you, Mr. Altman? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Hey, please tell my listeners why Best Buy Waterproofing is so effective and why our partnership's been so great. We're so effective because we solve each and every homeowner's issue with complete customer satisfaction. And your customers have been so nice to us after the fact. We're friends with some of them, and it's been just a blessing. I'm so glad to hear that. Why should people call you today, and do you have any specials for the Real Talk listeners? If they call us today, we'll give your listeners a 25% discount. We'll give them a free inspection of their basements, inside and outside. And when they're ready, they can give us a call. That's bestbuywaterproofing.com, where if people want to call you directly, they can call you at 844-980-3707. Thank you for your partnership, Mr. Andrew Altman, with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thank you very much. We are so grateful. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thanks for hanging out with me on this Tough Topic Tuesday. Our topic is security in churches. Should churches have security on Sunday mornings? Have some churches gone too far with security or maybe not even far enough? Have you thought about this topic? Proverbs 22.3 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay, pay the penalty. So, you don't want to think about it until the day happens that something goes wrong and then you wish you would have thought about it. So I'd love to hear you think uh, as a church member to say, listen, I want to be safe, but I also want to don't want to turn church into a police state. So what do I do? Well, I think that if your church has people who have eyes out, they can be like Zachariah's tribe and be gatekeepers. In fact, that's what we call our our security team, we call them gatekeepers, and that's what they do. Some are armed, some are uniformed, some are not uniformed, and we didn't even talk about cameras. But, you know, having cameras throughout uh, the ministry, I mean, for, for our properties, as soon as someone turns, uh, not just onto the property, for some, uh, one of my locations, as soon as they turn on a street next to the property, 
we can see who's coming in, tag every single vehicle, everyone that walks in the door, uh, everyone that leaves, in every room where there are children, uh, there are cameras everywhere. And what that does is it provides us with a level of technical security. We have a private room that nobody knows about where people are sitting there looking and watching, uh, keeping their eyes on the house. And uh, knowing that, it gives me a sense of security. All I got to do is worrying about praying and preaching, you know, and interacting with people, knowing that someone's watching my back. Watch as well as pray. Well, if you watch, then I can pray, you know. But somebody got to keep their eyes open. And so I hope that this is a topic that uh, you can engage with. Thank you, Asnakek Baroque, for saying hello online. And Jacqueline Frazier and Daryl Musgrove, I appreciate you. My phone number, if you want to call me, is 888-432-7434. And now let's see if we can catch Lisa. She's in Northern Virginia. Hello, Miss Lisa. How are you? Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What are you thinking about? Well, I think uh, I love that you have this perspective of being prudent yeah. and giving that uh, Bible uh, so, yes. I know we're not supposed to live in fear, fear uh, the Lord, but there were several occasions about 10 years ago when I started to feel a little anxious in church, uh-huh. and I was in my Bible study group, and I shared that anxiety, mm-hmm. and afterwards, one of the members, he was like, retired sheriff pulled me aside and told me to rest assured that there were several people that are armed like um, and they were sort of the gatekeepers like you uh-huh. referred to. Did that make you feel better? Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, I think it makes the congregants feel better if they know that there is security, even if it's un, uh, ununiformed. If they know that somebody's watching, that just makes them feel so much better, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I wanted my heart and my mind to be on the worship service. Right. And not to be fearful and looking over my shoulder at the door. Right. Right. Exactly. Hey, well, listen, thank you for sharing that experience. And we're, we're glad that uh, that sheriff was able to take away a little bit of that, of that anxiety because, you know, somebody's minding the house. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland, and talk to Donald, who's on the line. Hello, Mr. Donald. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you, sir? How are you, sir? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Good to hear your voice. The same, same here, Doctor Anderson. What are you thinking? I, I wanted to, I wanted to share this with you before I, I get to the topic that um, I was diagnosed with cancer in November. Mm-hmm. But, but, but God, God delivered me from that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So glad to hear that, Donald. Amen. So, what do you think about this topic? Um, I want to go back on. On yeah, on the topic. Um. This is a question I wanted to ask you, Doctor Anderson, because some churches uses armor bearers to, to to protect the pastor. Yeah, is is that is that biblical? Yeah, the idea of armor bearers are biblical. Uh, the idea that you have someone next to you and with you who are carrying your armor, 
Uh, you see that throughout the Old Testament. You even see God say to Moses in Exodus chapter 17, when you hold your hands up, uh, the army will be winning down in the valley, but when your hands go down, they're going to be losing. And so he appointed Aaron and her, H-U-R, to hold up his arms. And so an armor bearer is someone who's holding up the arms of, of the anointed leader, but they may not be the one that is holding the door, you know. So you can have somebody with the pastor to make sure the pastor is covered, but you got to also make sure that all the congregants are covered. So you have a shepherd, but you also have a sheep pen. And so the, the, there needs to be a pen. There needs to be uh, some guardrails to protect everyone, not just the pastor. Make sense? So it's something similar to the Western days, like the Big Valley. You better have somebody for rifles well, to, to protect the, um, the cattle. Co correct. You know, even with uh, the animal kingdom, you see that you have, you know, cowboys, you have uh, shepherds, you have, you know, dogs that would sometimes keep the sheep in place. But you had wolves that would come and try to pick off the sheep. And yeah. so yeah. You know, spiritually speaking, uh, that's one thing, you know, and that's why I quoted Acts 20 at the earlier part of today's show, which was really dealing spiritually, where it says to the overseers, keep watching over your flock, be shepherds of the church of God, uh, because he says savage wolves come in among you and will not spare the flock. And what they're talking about there, of course, is false teaching. But right. nowadays, it's more than just false teaching. You got people that are dangerously trying to, to come against the Christian church. Uh, of course, maybe not in America as much as the persecuted church. Uh, but synagogues and temples, you know, I think, you know, evil has just been unleashed. And so uh, I think that it's important that we at least keep an eye out and don't act like it's not there and put our heads in the sand until they come into the prayer meeting to do what they did in Charleston, you know, where nine prayer warriors were, were killed because a man came in. Now, of course, his his uh, motives were racially motivated, but it could be politically motivated. It could be because people are mentally ill and something triggered them that had nothing to do with those people at the grocery store or at the church, but they just go crazy. You know what I mean, Donald? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, and that's why I, I agree with you when you have numbers of the congregation strapped. Yeah, you, you it, like it, that one, sister, huh? Oh, yeah. Sister so-and-so got packing a 22 in her pocketbook. Oh, my God. God bless her. Oh, my Lord. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that or Medea up there in the, in the congregation but, with a gun, but, you know, who does? See, I want to add, add a caveat before you get to your next caller. I got to run to my this break. This is wrong with the highly trained to do it. Okay. You got to be highly trained. I got you. All right, my friend. Blessings to you, okay? Thank you, Dr. Anderson. God bless. Take care now. Hey, listen, well, wherever you are, every state is different, right? You're in Texas. You can carry to church. Uh, of course, there are places you can't. So be careful. Make sure you know the rules of the city that you're in. Laws are different in D.C. than they are in Maryland. So in uh, Virginia as well. So anyway, <laughs> I'm bringing my Bible and I'm bringing my Smith & Wesson. Be careful, y'all. We'll be right back. Doubt will lead to self-condemnation. And self-condemnation is going to lead you into terrible trouble. 
In fact, it will lead you of living away from the Lord. Dr. Michael Youssef. I want you to hear me out in this one. The Bible said that there is no condemnation upon those who are in Christ Jesus. And when you doubt that promise of God, when you doubt that word of God, you will buy into Satan's false accusation of you. You will believe Satan's false accusation of you. You will believe the lie of condemnation. Trust in the word of God from Dr. Michael Youssef. Learn more when you visit him online at ltw.org. Picture yourself with your two best friends. Now picture this. One in three adults has prediabetes and doesn't know it. But prediabetes can be reversed before it becomes diabetes. So you and your friends take the free one-minute risk test today to learn your risks and the steps you can take to turn prediabetes around. Visit virginiadiabetes.org forward slash prevention. Brought to you by the Virginia Department of Health. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. How many of you every two weeks when you get your paycheck go into your employer and say, oh, thank you so much. That is so gracious of you. I can't imagine that you would do such a thing for me as to give me this check. Do you do that? I don't have one staff member who does that. You know why? Because what we give them is not a gift. It's what they earn. Your boss gives you a wage. It's what you've earned. And that is why God refuses to allow us to work in any way for our salvation. If we are allowed to work for our salvation, then salvation is not a gift. It's an obligation. And ladies and gentlemen, God refuses to owe any man or woman salvation. It is a gift. It is a gift of grace. You're listening to Dr. Robert Jeffress. For information and helpful resources, go to ptv.org. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. in churches and we've learned that uh you know a lot of churches do have security some may not have enough and the question on the table today was should churches have security on sunday morning and and have some gone too far they probably have like you're like come on y'all y'all need all them but the bigger the church actually the more you need you'd rather have too much than too little because too little can be too late and that's not what you want you don't want your church in the newspaper of being uh, victimized by by someone, and, they, and then they do the after report, and they find out that the cameras weren't working, the person was, you know, uh, mentally unstable for weeks, nobody said anything, and then when they do the background, they realize, wow, this could have been avoided, and that just makes victims feel worse. 
you know, at first we're just mad at the person, but then we become really upset with the process, that there was no process in place. There was no way to check people uh, before, you know, they went off. And so, uh, you know, I think it's a good topic. It's not a fun one to be talking about, of course, but it is Tough Topic Tuesday, and it's worthy of our time. You know, in Nehemiah, when he was rebuilding the wall, it says in Nehemiah 4, 9, but we prayed to our God and posted a guard and night to meet this threat. We posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. I really like that passage. If you want to take this further, write that passage down to have a conversation with your spiritual leaders. It's Nehemiah 4.9 because we see both prayer, which is the spiritual protection, and then you see guards, which is the physical protection. In the same verse, that's why I like this one. I, I know I read several verses to you. Can I read this one again? Nehemiah says, but we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Wow. We're rebuilding the walls. If anybody want to come in and tear these walls down, we're going to pray against it, but we're also going to plan against it. And maybe this is a word for a pastor that's listening to me today. Listen, you don't have to get a bunch of armed guards, but let's start with some men and women who do nothing but keep eyes out one Sunday a month on a rotation. You know, if you got 50 people, maybe you should have 10%, five of them who are on the lookout. All right. If you have 500 people, maybe you should have 50, 10 percent who are on the lookout, a few in your kids ministry, a few uh, around the facilities, a few who are uh, with the congregants, among the congregants and some who are posted uh, with the pastor, somebody who's got their eye on the pulpit. Uh, someone's got their eye on the in the vestibule, you know, somebody who's rotating in and out of the bathrooms. Again, I hope that this is helpful and not fearful. That's not the goal of today's show. I'm not tr trying to make anybody fear. I want the exact opposite. I want you to feel secure. And that's why they call it security, right? But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. You got to love that. Nehemiah 4, 9. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have eyes on all of us and that you can protect and keep us. But thank you for dispatching your angels among us. And I pray for every church and every church member that you would have them protected uh, when they are worshiping you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.